Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the CX Cast. This is Jenny Wise, joined as always by Sam Stern. Hi, Sam. Hi, Jenny. And so, listeners, this is a very special, uh, somewhat sad but exciting episode because it is actually Sam's last episode as host of the CX Cast. And so, to tell you why and what the news is, I will hand it over to Sam. Yes, thank you, Jenny, and try to do this without uh, getting all choked up. I'm leaving Forrester. I'm going to become a practitioner. So they're mm-hmm. very much a listener of this podcast. I'm going to New Balance Shoe Company to start a CX team there, hopefully turn it into a wonderful example of great customer experience delivered alongside great products. And I'm thrilled, though, that you and Amanda and the rest of the team here will be keeping the CX cast going because I think this is a valuable resource. If I can be immodest for a second. I'm glad we've been doing it for 200 plus episodes, and I'm glad it will still be there when I need it as a practitioner. Well, that is great, Sam. We are all very excited for you. Also very, very sad because you have been at Forrester for how long now? 16 years plus. Yeah. October 1st, 2003, I started here yeah, at Forrester. Yeah, amazing. Which is crazy. But I felt like I needed to, at some point, be a practitioner yeah. in CX because I have a lot of respect for the challenges that our clients are going through, how hard it is to keep this top of mind with their colleagues internally and to move past, we want to do this because it's a good thing to do. It's the right thing to do. It generates business results. We believe that conceptually, but boy, that's a lot you're asking of us as an organization. We've seen how much of a struggle that is for Mm -hmm. our clients. And perhaps that shows up in flat customer experience scores over Mm -hmm. the years. And from my perspective, it felt like I need to go walk in their shoes to see that from my own perspective, how difficult that probably is and to be fighting that fight too. Well, very cool. I was thinking I know that many people wonder sort of what the CX practitioner's journey looks like, right? How do you get into that role? How does it all get started? And so I think it would be cool. And many people probably have heard this in past episodes, but, you know, what was your journey that got you to this point? And then after that, I think we'd love to talk about, you know, what you see happening next. So, I mean, you know, if I go all the way back, I came to Forrester and I had never heard of customer experience. I didn't know what it was mm-hmm. when I got here. So I started with no knowledge and was a CX consultant here and then started the peer network, the Customer Experience Council, got a master's degree from Bentley University in human factors and information design. Yes. Shout out to our joint alma mater. Helped convince uh, me to get one as well. So right. thank you, Sam. <laughs> and Amanda too, right? We've got a deep bench yeah. of Bentley folks here. And that was to me feeling like going from having a lot of knowledge from being at Forrester and working on customer experience to having the foundational set of human factors, user experience knowledge, CX is built on. And then moved over to the analyst side because I just felt with the peer network, our clients were asking us this question that we hadn't answered in research. I didn't know the answer at all. I didn't even know how to answer it, but figured would be a good research inspiration for a while, which was how do we change our culture to be customer centric? Mm-hmm. That's what they kept asking and saying, this seems to be our biggest barrier, that our colleagues don't come along with us and aren't acting in customer centric ways. And so that was what I wanted to try and answer when I moved over to be an analyst about seven years ago. And that's kept me sort of going for seven years, right? The employee experience research came directly out of that. A lot of the CX teams research and governance research came directly out of that because it was all related to how do you make it easier for employees to deliver a great customer experience, to act in customer-centric ways. As I think about going into a practitioner role, that is still my sense of what the biggest challenge will be. Mm -hmm. And even the company I'm going to, there's been strong advocacy for creating this role and function. And I think that's really encouraging to go into knowing the person I'll report to, a couple of peers have been pushing hard for this role to be created. 
But I think to me, the thing that will be the hardest is getting everyone to embrace certain behaviors and activities in their roles that help them be customer centric and have that be something that they know they can make a contribution to CX delivery without having to be all consuming. And that was sort of tricky in the research is balance between, yes, we want everyone to be customer centric. That just means one or two things, not everything necessarily. They can still actually hold on to a lot of their day jobs. Mm -hmm. But then it almost feels like, well, that's it. That's all we need them to do. It's a little bit of a letdown for our CX teams. It's like, wait, one or two behaviors? That's it? That's all we're going to get from them? But actually, that's often enough, especially for roles that are not customer-facing. Yeah, that's interesting. One of the first challenges that you see happening are there's this mandate, right? People want this role and they're bought into that role. But now it's bringing the rest of the organization on board. And a good way to start with that is to make sure that they know that there are small changes. Yes. So this isn't going to compete with their priorities or take over their priorities, but everyone can participate. Yes. And small changes, but even before that, identifying things they already do that are perfectly contributing and actually raising the consciousness. Mm -hmm. What they did a study with hotel cleaning staff. And when they highlighted for them that cleaning hotel rooms is good exercise and you're burning calories, that consciousness meant that after the fact, they burned more calories Hmm. when they cleaned the rooms. My sense is when you highlight for people the customer-centric things they already do, they will do them even better and with more intentionality. So it's not just that you're saying, good, you're set there. It's you're calling out that that is an important behavior and getting even better performance on that key behavior from them. And then because they're excited that they're already doing some of it, they're more open to having you suggest one or two additional changed behaviors to go alongside that one or two good today behaviors. Right. They're also motivating by a personal benefit (laughs) that they're getting also. Exactly. So that's great. The other thing, I guess, to me, I'm curious to see how this plays out, but is when you go into an organization, there's both an appetite for you to show value and make changes, but also a desire for you to take time to understand them and adapt to them, right? It's Mm -hmm. a successful organization with an existing culture, become part of it, but also change a few things. And I'm interested to see how that balance plays out for me because my instinct is to go in and try and learn all about what they're doing today and what they do well and where they need a few tweaks. Yeah, no, it's intake, right? Right, intake. And really becoming part of the team before you just start saying things need to be different and maybe you don't fully understand why or they don't understand where that's coming from. Right, exactly. I'm going to say, I hope that you will come back on this podcast many times. I would love to. <laughs> I, know, but I think we would love to hear what those first few days, months really look like. How do you start up this function? What are some surprises? Because of course, you go in with expectations of what you think it might look like and what might be the best approach and then real organization, yeah. <laughs> culture and components come up. So I know that would be great to hear what that looks like and how you navigated it. Yeah, for sure. And I think that is one of the questions we get asked a lot too, right? Mm -hmm. By new CX leaders in their roles is, what should my first 90 days look like? What does it look like for others? So one other thing I would add is I have been reading Forrester's research in preparation for this job. And I would encourage our listeners, if you have access to the research, there's a lot of great tools and methodologies in there. And I say this as someone who if I can be perfectly honest, I'd gotten away from reading our research because a lot of it was, oh, you know, I read a few journey mapping reports and I don't need to read all the new ones. And I regret that now as I'm reading it on the way out the door because there's a lot of good examples, a lot of good guidance in there. When I accepted the role, I was excited and terrified, sort Mm -hmm. of in equal measures. The more I read the research, the more I just felt excited and ready to go. 
and you especially know, so this is good going in eyes wide open, right? That starting a CX function can be hard, getting yeah. the buy-in can be hard. There is a lot of work to be done. And some of these best practices are still under development, which is why also the CX community is so nice, right? Well, can you share what everyone knows to help lift CX up across all organizations? Right. It's going to be great. So I know that we look forward to hearing what you learn. Yes. I know that you will be able to apply it all very well. They're okay. lucky, Thank lucky you. to have you. Thank you. I appreciate that. We'll be missing you sorely. As I I'm sure the listeners will hear on the CX cast as well. I'm thrilled that it's going to keep going because I think, again, like this is exactly what I would want as a practitioner is 15 minutes a week of insight about customer experience. Yeah. And we are thankful that you started this. Yeah. <laughs> One of the founders so yeah. that this content can get out there and we can keep it going. That's right. Well, with that, Sam, I think it's time for the final sign off. Will you take it away for the last time? Sure. Listeners, thank you for joining us for this rather self-indulgent on my part last episode for me of the CX cast. I won't talk to you all on next week's CX cast, but Jenny and other guests surely will. And we look forward to sharing more customer experience insights with everyone then. Goodbye for now. Thanks to our colleagues, Amanda Chen, for recording and mixing the episode, and Will Wilsey for editing and publishing. And listeners, if you have questions, feedback, comments, or suggestions for new episodes, please email us at cxcast at forrester.com. And remember, your customers' perceptions are your customer experience reality. <laughs>